great to welcome back into the studio Jeff Collins, member for Fong Lim. Hey, buddy, how are you? I'm great, Mel. Thanks for having me back. So you're going to have to... You're very welcome. (laughs) You're going to have to blonde everything down for me because I'm still so very confused about everything that went down with the changes um, for you, politically speaking. Mm -hmm. I just don't get it. And I've tried to sort of follow and read and look at... I still don't get it. And I think lots of us don't get it. Yeah, um... I think I'm the same. Yeah. Uh, I don't get it. I don't understand the whole, uh, everything that happened, why it happened, um, what the strategy was behind it. Um, you know, I, I, I thought I'd behave myself reasonably well yeah. as yeah. A, uh, a member of Labor Caucus. Um, I made one comment uh, to my co- colleagues. Yeah. Um, so in the in the context of a series of emails that were being sent around to caucus members, I just joined in the conversation and I added my two bobs worth and said, you know, this is what I think we should do to move forward. The next thing I know, that email and the email of Ken Vowles was leaked to the media and I was receiving phone calls from media uh, journalists um, asking for comments. And, like, I didn't think that I'd been critical of the government I just offered my opinion of a way forward and I stuck by yeah. what I said. <laughs> the next thing I know, there's a meeting called and, uh, you know, I, I phone into the meeting and uh, I'm expelled from... You're out on your bus. Yeah, I didn't even get to say boo. I didn't get to, you know, I wasn't asked whether, you know, what my view was on the on the process, but, uh, yeah, that was it. The chief didn't say, Jeff, can you pop in and have a chat? Not at all. I got a phone call. I think I've, I was driving from Brisbane to Sydney with my three daughters, um, just on a on a road trip. Yeah. I got a phone, I got a series of messages from the um, deputy, uh, Nicole Madison. Uh, I called her and she said, "Oh, we're having a caucus meeting in twenty minutes. You'll have to call in." I went, "Oh, okay, all right." She said, "We're we're going to have." Uh, you know, hard conversation about the media reports over the last couple of days. Um, and I, you know, okay, fair yeah. enough, all right. Um, I call into the meeting, she opens it, she hands it to the Chief Minister, um, he moves a motion, uh, it says that, you know, myself and Ken and uh, Scott have breached the, you know, the, the code of conduct of the um, caucus that we'd agreed on, and... Um, he then moved to expel us for the remainder of the term. They then went into a vote. <laughs> I didn't. I wasn't even spoken to right. in the meeting, so I wasn't even... You're so just sitting the, there listening and thinking, what is going on? Yeah, and uh, I'm counting away, and they went round Cabinet, and uh, they got to nine votes. There were only 15 people in the meeting. Um, and uh, they got to nine votes, and it came to me, and that's, Nicole said, oh, you know, Jeff, oh, what's your view? <laughs> oh, oh, and you might want to have something to say on this. And I thought... It's too late. Yeah. Thanks. Nine. No thanks. And Nine are up. done. And, yeah. um, you know, by the time you've already resolved the, the motion, yeah. it's a bit late. With your, with your legal background, when, when you're told that you have breached the codes of conduct that you agreed to, did you agree to... Do you believe you breached? I don't believe I breached at all, no. Um, and as a bit of a detail about that, I mean, the Chief Minister likes to keep trotting this out. Um, we had a retreat after the election in August 2016, so the retreat was in about September. Right. Um, 
and sort of various discussions that go on and the coordinator synthesizes all of the ideas into a you know some lines at the end Mm. and then we agree on them what we agreed on was that we didn't want to be like the the CLP and run off to the media and and leak stuff to the media all right. the time. That was the concept that we were... So we would stay united. Yeah, I agree with that. That's what we need to do as a government, as mm. a functioning government. Um, but we wouldn't run and leak stories to the media. Now, I didn't do that. No. The person who did that works in the Chief Minister's office. So... If anybody breached that code of conduct, it was the chief minister by the actions of his office. Not me. I just... All I did was respond to media uh, queries that came to me. That came after the leak? That came after the leak. Has there been an investigation into who leaked it? Uh, I think it's well known who leaked it. But, um, I mean, the chief minister was asked that question in the media conference the day after Mm. we were sacked. Um, And he denied that it, the leak came from his office. Right, okay. However, the journalist who broke the story then proceeded to say, Here I, is. Can, I can assure you that the leak came from the, the fifth floor, it's the Chief Minister's office. Mm. So, without naming the person, yeah. um, it is clear that the journalist who, who broke the story has publicly stated that that's where it came from. And there have been no... That person still holds their position. Absolutely. Which, which seems insane to me. Yes, that's which right. Which seems insane. Oh, it, it seems insane, but then when you look at it, it it's calculated. Yeah, It okay. was calculated to get some sort of media interest and mm. to get some sort of uh, response from myself and from Ken uh, in particular. Therefore opening the door to, to have you re- removed. That's right. So when you, are, when you are fired in that way, what does that mean for the work that you're doing? Because you were put into that position by the people... Of Fong Lim. That's correct. So that's essentially who you work for. That's my very blonde understanding of what our politicians do. So you're working for them. They haven't fired you. They still have faith in you and want you doing the work. What's changed? My day-to-day work hasn't changed. Um, The people of Fong Lim, my office is still uh, located where it is on Stuart Mm. Highway at Stuart Parker. Uh, The people from Fong Lim do come in, contact me. So everything there works the same. And you're right, I was elected, well, I was elected by, as a Labor candidate, mm. I was elected by the members, uh, by the, the people, people of Fong Lim. And I'm elected to be their, res, uh, their representative mm. in the Legislative Assembly. And as I said in my public expo, or my explanation to the, um, uh, to the Assembly, it's an illegal fetter. So, to, sorry, I'll take a step back there. Um, what the Labor Party was saying, or the government was saying, to me was that you are expelled from caucus, you are not involved in any of the decision-making processes of the government, you are not invited into any, you're not allowed into any of the uh, government areas, Uh, you are completely ostracised, but because you're a member of the Labor Party, you have to vote the way we decide. And... For me, uh, that was the point where I had to make the decision that I can't represent the people of Fong Lim under those conditions, and that's the illegal fetter that I say they were placing on my responsibility Mm. as the member for Fong Lim. As a member of the Legislative Assembly, (laughs) that's my ultimate responsibility. It's not to the Labor Party. Um, Yes, you know, I have 
Labor values and as a member of the Labor Party, you know, we operate in a certain way, but we are supposed to operate as a caucus. Mm. We are supposed to have our discussions in caucus. We are supposed to make our decisions based there. Once that decision's made, you've had your say, mm. then you go and you're unified and you, you go into right. the Assembly and you, you support the government decision. position. Mm. That's right. But what was happening was that that was never happening. So we were never getting a say in any, any event. So it wasn't a proper functioning Labor Party or a Labor government. No. So, yeah, so that was... Now Independent. Now I'm independent, so I resigned my membership from the Labor Party. That was a bit of a heart-wrenching... That must have hurt, yeah. Yeah. Nearly 33 years um, yep. as a member. Um, as I said, I joined the Labor movement as a 16-year-old straight out of school and I've uh, been a supporter of the Labor movement for 41 years, um, longer than a number of my colleagues have been alive. Yeah. Um, yes, I was. It was... Uh, yeah, I'm, decision. I can only imagine. So moving moving forward and looking at the work that you're doing now, representing the mem- uh, the people of Fong Lim as an independent, how do you get things done? Yeah, it's always a difficulty. Um, <clears throat> and that's the, the sort of the real problem for independence is that as a sole voice, you get to raise issues mm-hmm. um, and there's certainly benefit and, and value in that. Um, so well, you don't have to toe the party line now. Don't have to toe the party line, mm. but the reality is that the party does what the party wants mm. and the government has the numbers. So um, that's that's the real difficulty of trying to achieve something mm. uh, in that process. But I will do my best for to raise issues for the people of Fong Lim uh, and the people of the Territory generally because ultimately we're members of the... the Legislative Assembly of the Northern Territory and together we are supposed to be trying to achieve the best for Territorians. If, um, if there was an opportunity for a change of leader, if, if um, Michael Gunner was not our Chief Minister, would there be an opportunity for you to rejoin the Labor Party? Would there be an opportunity for you to take a place within a new government if they were to take hold? I don't know how it works. Are you? Are you? Is that it? You're done, or which would be sad? <laughs> it would be. Uh, it would be up to the Labor Party to make that um, approach. Yeah. Um, I am not closed to the, to that view. I mean, I, I, as I said, I took that decision. I took it in a difficult situation, um, in the interests of my constituents mm. of Fongley. Uh, I still believe that a proper functioning Labor government is the best government for uh, for Territorians or for Australians mm. generally. Um, and that decision's coming up yeah. for them shortly. Yeah, it um, is. And I hope they make the right decision uh, when that federal election comes around. But a proper functioning Labor government is the best form of government for everybody. Mm. I, I firmly believe that in my heart. Um, but it has to be properly functioning. It can't be a system where one or two or three people make all of the decisions and they don't include any discussion about any other ideas, uh, that's not a proper functioning Labor government. No. So if we talk now about the, the really important work that you've been doing as in regards to the decriminalisation of, of um, drug use, and you were doing a lot in support of changing those laws and, and so on, where are we at now? How do we move forward with that? Well, I was uh, I was also removed from my positions on the ethics committee and uh, all the privileges committee, yeah, um, and the uh, economic policy scrutiny committee. But I was left 
uh, as the chair of the um, Harm Reduction Committee. Okay. So we had a meeting yesterday. We're moving forward. We're probably about 80% of the work's been done. Um, During the last sittings, the Leader of the Opposition sent a letter to the Leader of Government Business questioning the ongoing need for the... um, Oh, and the costs of the, the committee. The committee was then asked to put in an interim report, uh, which we will do on Tuesday. Right. Uh, which is just sort of updating the Assembly on where we are, what we've done, where we're going, what we've, the submissions we've received. Um, so, look, we hope, I really hope, that uh, the government looks at that interim report and realises that as I said, 80% of the work's been done. Mm. It's a matter now of two short visits to Nullumboy and to Tiwi Islands to speak to the local communities there. Uh, but then it's a matter of synthesising the uh, submissions that we've received and the evidence we've received into a series of coherent recommendations for the government for the final report in August. Okay. And so I'm fingers crossed that um, the government will see that as a something beneficial to continue on because it really is there's some such important issues that are being discussed in that evidence and in those submissions um, and the way that we go about providing uh, treatment funding treatment and you know whether our money's being well spent Mm. uh, that's a really important thing in this current climate it absolutely is yeah um, we really need to make sure that when we spend money of Territorians, that it, it is being most effective. Uh, and in this circumstance, it's about, you know, reducing harms in the community, mm. uh, not for, just for individuals. As I've said before, it's for individuals, it's for families, and it's for the community. And if we can better target the way that we do that uh, to create those, uh, to reduce that harm, mm. then, yeah, we've got a... Uh, we've got a really serious, a really important job to do. Yeah. Uh, and I hope that we're allowed to continue to do it. Sounds like a good way to spend our money to me. Yeah. Let's I, hope they feel the same. Yeah, that's indeed true. It is always a pleasure to have you in. Welcome back and please, anytime, come and let us know what's going on. No problems. Can't wait. <laughs> have a great Thanks, day. Well. Cheers.